Hey, what is up? This is the combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. Yes, hooray. I'm Norm in London, Ontario, along with Mike in Buffalo. It is Sunday, October 10th, 2021. Hmm. The NHL preseason. Hallelujah. Rejoice is over. The Leafs 5-1. and one. Playing their foes from yeah, Eastern Ontario and Southern yeah. Quebec, Montreal and Ottawa over and over and over again. We thought we'd get out of this run of games unscathed, Michael, but Ilya Mikheyev is now um, dealing with a long-term injury, his hand, and uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, well, just I'll talk about this and uh, talk about that in a second. Just want to say this: um, it was a six-game preseason, which is shorter than the the preseasons in recent memory, and this one seemed to be the longest, probably because they played the same teams over and over, uh, and they played the same teams. Be and and they're playing Montreal and Quebec, uh, Montreal and Quebec, Montreal and Ottawa, the first three mm -hmm. games of the regular season because they weren't a hundred percent sure about the border situation, mm -hmm. and um, they were trying to basically push off any tra travel to the U.S. until you know later in the month of October in case there were any restrictions. They're not now, so that they have exceptional status, so they can go back and forth, but. Um, boy, you just, after the 56 game season, after the two playoffs in the bubble, after no fan, you know, no, or a few fans in the stands, you just want to get the season started. And thankfully the province of Ontario, uh, is now allowing full capacity in the building. So you'll have a full building on sat on, on, uh, you had a, I don't know if it was a full building yesterday because of short notice, but you will have a full building on Wednesday for the season opener, but. The preseason was, I think, relatively successful. Five and yeah. one. Does it mean anything? No. Um, you know, were there some individual performances that I think we'll you know, we'll talk about uh, in the next few minutes? Yes. Yep. But the injury to Ilya Mikheyev, um, not to say it was a good it was good news because it wasn't because especially for Mikheyev, he wanted to be traded at the end of last year because he felt that he wasn't getting an opportunity in the top six. This was his op this was his opportunity. And now just going into the season, he breaks his hand uh, along the boards. I, I didn't I I saw him in pain on the bench. I didn't see the specific yeah. incident, but all I know is that if it's a if it's a typical hand injury, you don't know if it's a broken finger or a broken metatars or meta yeah. metatarpal. Or yep. whatever, but it could be six weeks, mm. and if it's that long, um, you know that's that really sucks for him because this was an opportunity. And who knows, somebody may jump up and take the opportunity and play well with Tavares and Gillender, and by the time he comes back, he's stuck on the third line again. But uh, they were facing a potential of losing somebody that they didn't want to lose on waivers. Um, Mikheyev will go on LTIR. And they, you know, if if he had not have been hurt, they probably would have had to place either Adam Brooks or Pierre Engvall, um, maybe a long shot of Travis Dermott, but probably mm -hmm. not on waivers. And I think one of those three would have been claimed. Now with um, uh, Mikheyev going on LTIR, they won't have to place him on waivers, so they won't lose anybody at least for now. Um, but it's bad news for Mikheyev. But I think the Leafs can recall can 
compensate for that injury and recover from it. This is the Convo Norm along with Mike. I wanted to give you some sponsorship news here in the next few minutes. It's very good news for the Leafs combo. Uh, Mikheyev, solid player. Clearly the team revolves around him. So I can imagine just the 11th hour, knock him down, drag him out negotiations to avert trade disaster <laughs> last year. It, 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 it helps calm the, the waters in the boardroom. Him being uh, in the situation that he's in right now. But when he's back, then what, Mike? And again, I don't want to get too deep into Ilya Mikheyev and the goings-on right. uh, relating to uh, you know how he fits into the team because, sure, he's a great player, but if he were to never take the ice for the Maple Leafs again, it's not like this team is any less. You know, is, this, is this a problem? Will he eventually be traded? Not necessarily to grant his wishes from last year, but maybe to move him out. Um, to allow someone else uh, that the Leafs feel would be more effective to take his place? Well, um, apparently Kyle Dubas said, we're not trading you, especially after losing Hyman, losing Felino in free agency, losing Galchenyuk or trying to re-sign Galchenyuk and him deciding that he wants to go to Arizona. Um, you know, they needed Mikheyev. You know, he's a, his defensive ability on the left side. He's big, mm -hmm. fast, all those things. But – the problem is with Mikheyev, you know, give him the opportunity in the top six. I have no problem with that. The problem is one thing that we've learned over the last two years, and I like Mikheyev as a player. He hustles. He's big. He's fast. He's, you know, he's popular with his teammates. All those things. He just can't score. And, you know, like he started scoring just before he, the lacerated tendon uh, situation happened in New Jersey back in December of 2019. Um, you know, <clears throat> So, you know, he was just – but that could have just been a hot streak. He's never been consistent in terms of offense. And when you put a player with Tavares and Nylander, you need that player to, okay, cover up defensively for offensive players, but you also need that guy to convert when those guys put the puck on his tape. And I don't know whether he'll ever convert. He may be one of those players that, you know, he's standing next to the ocean and he can't shoot it into the ocean. So, I mean, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But th like I said, this sucks for him because he was going to get an opportunity. He scored a goal, I think goal or two goals in the preseason. And now that opportunity, I mean, I don't know whether they're going to sub in Alex Kerfoot on the left side with Tavares and Neander, whether they'll put Michael Bunting up on that line. You know, what they're exactly going to do. This is fresh because it just happened last night. But, you know, and then they have more, more bigger fish to fry than – than worrying about Ilya Mikheyev. They have to worry about whether Austin Matthews is going to be in, in the lineup on opening night. But it does, you know, it, it does mean that there's going to be a little bit of a shakeup to the plan that they were going into the season with. Hey, we're going to welcome Anthony Taglieri to the show in terms of sponsorship. His Instagram is at torontorealestate.at. We'll get to know a little bit more about Anthony and what he can provide you uh, as the, the minutes continue on with this Leafs combo, the Canadian Thanksgiving edition of the podcast. Looking forward to that. There's some nice deals at Oak Ridge Ford right now. It doesn't matter the season. The dealership always wants to move metal, Mike, or aluminum uh, <laughs> when it comes to the F-150 
Uh, so, so plenty of details to come on our uh, newest sponsor uh, and our title sponsor. And we have a few more coming on board. Uh, what did you think of the game last night? Let's just, uh, you know, five and one in the preseason. Mm-hmm. We, we, are, we're, we have high expectations for the Maple Leafs, even though our general expectation is that uh, the team will go splat. And that's just the, the way things have lined up historically and us being um, eternally jaded. But what did you think of the game last night? Because I, you know, I watched it. I was into it. I was into a little bit of baseball. Obviously, we're trying to partake in some just a re, uh, relax, relaxation um, activities mm-hmm. uh, in the household here, too, because of the, the time of the season. But I, I thought the Leafs looked like they were ready to, to start a season and, and, and play well. Guys like Richie. Uh, on the board with with a goal, um, John Tavares scoring, Morgan Riley with his first of the playoffs, Nylander's yeah. passing the puck really well. Uh, yeah. Marner looked like he had some some gusto to his game. Um, other than hey, drop the puck, they're ready to play. What what did you like uh, about what you saw? Well, I I, I have liked uh, what I've seen out of Richie. I mean, the one concern that I've had talking to people um, who cover the league. And who like Richie as a player? I mean, he was drafted tenth overall in 2014, right after Neilander and Nick Ehlers. And you know, obviously, remember we remember like Don Cherry railing, "Well, you took you took Richie over Neilander." Richie's that you know, okay, you know, that's a solid ne- impression. Yeah, Neil Neilander. <laughs> thank you. Neilander is a much more talented offensive player in every respect, but Richie is the type of guy. Who go who who does the things that need to be done to win? Meaning, go to the front of the net, get dirty, go to the corners, throw his big body around. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and he's you know the thing is that's been pointed out. Andrews elite. Richie is not exactly Richie, elite. You know, if, you're, if you're if you're expending a high pick, you take yeah. player. Well, we're, the thing is, is that okay? Richie is has been in Anaheim and Boston, pretty much a role player, pretty much a, you know, not depth forward, because that's sort of um, interpreted as fourth line, but a second, third line winger. Now he's getting an opportunity playing with, you know, Matthews and Marner and is going to be dependent on to convert. And that's the thing for a big guy, for a guy who throws his weight around, he's got pretty good hands around the net, and we've seen that in instances. So, um, you know, I, I've been impressed with the way he played. I've been impressed with the way Bunting has played. Um, I know he scored, you know, most of his goals in that one game against the Senators, but in, in he's been feisty. He's been a, a, a disturber, which, you know, I think that, you know, poor man sort of Brendan Gallagher type, which, you know, every team, every team needs. Did you um, want to add a word before disturber? Uh, yeah, uh, crap, which you know, I associate that with anybody wearing the blue Blanca rouge. Uh, oh boy, let that. Uh, yeah, that that'll get that'll get the that'll get the internet hopping. But yeah, yeah so, sure. so um, you know, I mean, I, and those guys are the key because you know the 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 the, the uh, cavernous hole left by Hyman and to a lesser extent Nick Felino. I mean, that's the key to the season. I mean, to have players who can, can who can contribute alongside Marner, Matthews, Tavares, and Nealander. That's, I mean, that's it. I mean, if they if they get guys who can provide secondary offense and get adequate contrib- contributions from the third and fourth line, then I, then they're in then they're in business. Um, 
I like what I've seen from the defense. It's not nothing much changed from last year. I have to say, I've been and again, it could all change on a dime on Wednesday. But I thought that Campbell and Morazic were steady and solid in in the uh, in the preseason. Um, I think you know you're going to have a situation where, like for example, they play. Wednesday against Montreal in the home opener and Thursday against Ottawa in Ottawa. Um, you're going to see a split there. You're going to see Morazic one game, Campbell the other. Uh, I think that's it's, I think it's going to get split down the middle. I think that, you know, in back to backs, obviously the two different goalies are going to play, but I think um, you're going to see like on a, on a Saturday night, it'll be Campbell. And then on a Monday or Tuesday night, you're going to see Morazic. You're not going to see these guys unless one of them is super red hot or the other one is injured, them playing game after game after game in a row. So I think get used to that. And I think that's beneficial because we know Campbell's injury history. Morazic has an injury history. The load management on these players, uh, it's better to have load management and to have some time in between starts and save that day in, day out situation until the playoff. And somebody probably has to be chosen. Just go through a couple of the OG comments. Graham Johnston. Good morning, fellas. Happy Turkey. Blessings. Uh, back at you, Lamb Not. Having a cold one after the night shift. Lamb Not, you are amazing. Sevy, yeah. CDC. Good morning, guys. We have Will85 in the chat. NASCAR 427 is in the mix. We have Mike V here. Bunting is more like Darcy Tucker than Zach Hyman. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Bunting is more offensive-minded than Hyman. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, you know, I if he can be Darcy Tucker, God bless. Because, I mean, that's, you know, uh, um, Norm Tucker saw him. looks good. He's 46. I saw him at the alumni game last Sunday. Yeah, Norm saw him, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> imagine, okay, imagine Darcy Tucker circa 2002, 2003, 2004, a professional disturber of the highest order, you know, knocking down Sammy Kapanen, taking on the Ottawa Senators bench. Bunting has got a little bit of that, uh, that quality that likes to get under uh, the skin of, of other, other teams. Um, mm -hmm. last night, I think it was Josh Brown threw a nice elbow at him. Um, and he drew a penalty on that one. They need, you know, the power play is going to need to convert and that, that, you know, but bunting is going to draw penalties and the Leafs have been the, for some reason, the officials do not like to give the Leafs power plays. So if you can get a player who can get underneath spoken, like a true Yankee no, fan who no, feels like the MLB's umpires are against the mighty empire. No, it, it, It's, it's proven by the statistics. <laughs> it, they, 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 they're like at the bottom of the league of, of garnering power plays. It's, it's Derek Cole isn't getting that pitch. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I mm. evoke some. At least they made the playoffs, Norm. <laughs> wow, that's that's where you guys are at now. After all this this run of utility, mighty New York just makes a wild card game, and you guys have a parade. Yeah, I know, I know. But and, but yeah. but just 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 the point. Just the point that just, just the point that yes, you know, bunting. He scored ten goals in twenty-one games. I'm not going to say he's going to win the Rocket Richard. I mean, I mean, I'm encouraged by what I've seen so far. But it was the preseason, and now we have to see what he does in the regular season. He did very well in a quarter of a season in a weird year with Arizona, and nobody was looking. The attention he'll get more attention in the next week than he got all season 
in uh, in Arizona. So um, we'll see what he does when the lights are on. Coming in to replace a player like Hyman is going to be difficult, right? Unless you were known to be a, a bigger star, you have big shoes to fill. But the, the example of what uh, Bunting can do is enticing. Um, it, it could be really delicious, and it, it may uh, indeed uh, prove to be uh, a real positive and a benefit for the Maple Leafs. Uh, I'm, again, at this point, compared to when we first saw this team reemerge, um, it's night and day. I, my, the excitement level is beginning to, to increase for me, mm-hmm. and I, w- watching B- Michael Bunting play, and, and knowing, um, you know, what I know about him at this point and what he may be capable of, uh, that's really something too, Mike. Because again, in a confined situation in other places, you know, it, it's one thing to, to look at what, what was done elsewhere. It's another to project what could be done based on what we've seen. And I think Michael Bunting has much more to offer and again aligning him with a, a much better organization and and better players and giving him better tools to operate with mm-hmm. takes his game to the next level maybe it's you know we were using the word blessings in the chat because it's canadian thanksgiving talk about a blessing for michael bunting to come and play with a, a group of players like the toronto maple leafs and get to skate on a line with you know, Marner and Matthews, and he'll end up playing with Tavares and Nylander at some point. Uh, talk about taking your career to the next level. Well, he, you know, he's from the Toronto area. He played for Sheldon Keefe and Kyle Dubas in the Sioux. Sure. Um, so he was, yeah. he, they were aware of him. He was aware of them, but what they, what the, the it, this is an opportunity for him. And he took little less on a two-year deal to come to Toronto because as I've said it, what they what they're going to depend on on the next few years is player players looking for opportunity and looking for eyeballs, looking for people to say, "Oh my God, I never knew about Michael Bunting." Now, two years down the road, he can hit a big deal in free agency. The Leafs are getting him on a cheap on a cheap contract, and that that benefits them, but it'll benefit him in the long run, especially if he plays with talented players. But the one thing I, I have to give Kyle Dubas credit for, um. They okay. They didn't go out in free agency or try to make a trade to replace every aspect of Zach Hyman because it was virtually impossible to do that. Zach Hyman, you know, scored, uh, you know, the equivalent of almost thirty goals if you prorated it out to an eighty season last year. You know, scored twenty goals a couple times in a row. Is a top flight defensive forward. Um, speedy, that that guy on the market in free agency probably would have cost as much as Hyman. So mm-hmm. they tried to re-sign Felino. He was a little older. He, he decided to go to Boston. And the, what they did was they replaced Hyman with players that provided a different aspect with Richie size, uh, strength, with uh, with bunting, maybe that that annoying quality. Um, He's pretty speedy. He's pretty pretty good offensively. They didn't go out and say, okay, we have to replace every aspect of what Zach Hyman is. They couldn't do that. So they said, okay, we'll bring in what we can that will help at the price that we can. And we'll see if it works. But I'm optimistic that it will work. Well, the guys in the broadcast last night 
floated the idea that uh, the the new configuration is ultimately better than the one that we that was so heralded last season because this one will prove more effective in terms of the matchup game. You can make a comment about that uh, in a moment here, Mike. Uh, we want to welcome Anthony Taglieri, AT Realty, to the Leafs Convo family. Um, you know, we love all the sponsorship we can get, and AT Realty is going to be coming on board here, uh, at least for the first portion of the season to come. Whether you are buying or selling your house, you can appreciate that the process can be complex and challenging. We, myself, uh, Mike, and the Leafs Convo family are excited to be partnered with Anthony Taglieri, a GTA realtor who always puts his clients first. Anthony brings a unique expertise to each situation and has sought out higher education to become a well-rounded advisor. You can check out his Instagram, which will flash up on the screen here in a moment, at torontorealestate.at, or you can give him a call at the number you see on the screen, 647-390-8758. Whether you want to talk real estate or uh, the Maple Leafs, his information is linked in the description. Let him know the combo sent you your uh, your way. Uh, Anthony, thanks for coming on board, and we're really excited um, to have you. Anthony's um, sponsorship will uh, kick off um, a segment that we'll do once a week. It's called Ask Mike. Hashtag Ask Mike in community on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Leafs Combo. I know I'm giving you a lot of information, but um, these are informative times because we have a lot of good things to tell you and you guys have a lot of good feedback uh, for us. So um, Brad on Twitter at Gim G asks you, Mike, uh, is making the playoffs and winning a round enough for Kyle Dubas to keep his job or do they need to go on a deep, playoff run instead i think if they win around uh kyle dubas is safe if they now the funny thing is that like as soon as the sheldon keith two year mm -hmm. extension was signed mm -hmm. people were wondering okay was that a golden parachute in case he gets fired at the end of the year because if they fired dubas more than likely they're going to clean house shanahan dubas keith um mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the case. So does that mean that Dubas is actually safe even if they do not win a round in the play? I mean, this is the thing we have to talk about. This is a tough division. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking Tampa, the two-time Stanley Cup champion, Florida, who a lot of people are picking to uh to to win the Atlantic. Boston is no slouch. Um, I think it drops off after there. Obviously, the problems in Montreal with Carey Price, and we wish him the best in terms of whatever he's going through right now. But uh, the problems with Carey Price losing Shea Weber, they're not going to be the same team. Ottawa right now without Brady Kachuk, they're you know the, they're missing a big uh, guy. They are fun. To, they are fun to watch though. Oh, they got a ton the, of the potential there is ton of talent. It's, I mean, it's amazing, and uh, they're going to give the Leafs lots of fits. So they all they the always be ready. Even no, they, 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 they they already do, but it it, yeah. it it could it could ramp up. Is it going to be like it was back in two thousand five when it was just a you know an embarrassment every time they they took on the Capital Gang? No, because that that team was just insane, and this team's um is is, is the but. composition of the team is is different, but. But they, but but yeah. for for a team that is still up and coming and has some holes in their lineup, it's mm -hmm. annoying that they, 
you know, it's like Buffalo. No matter how bad or how good the Senators are or the Sabers are, they work themselves up into a lather when it comes to playing the Leafs because the, the playing the Leafs is their Stanley Cup. And you know, I I was not I was not a I was not That's a fan. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's the truth though. It, it, I am not a fan. Uh, I was not a fan of the Connor Brown trade a few years ago because I knew Connor Brown was a Brown was a really good player that was sort of misused by Mike Babcock, and now he's a legitimate top six forward, creating any any he creates every game against Toronto against his old friends. So um, Ottawa is up and coming, but we don't know how long Brady Kachuk is not going to be in their lineup. So. You know, they're 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 a team that that may be on the outside looking in, but the division is tough. And you know, like you and I both have realistic expectations. I think we both think that the Leafs are going to finish in the top three in the Atlantic. I love Pierre LeBron. Pierre LeBron is one of the best guys in the business. Um, yesterday uh, uh, on Friday, he was on uh, Overdrive on TSN, and he was saying he thinks the Leafs are going to win the President's Trophy. I mean, my, my goodness. I what? mean, yeah. Well. What was the criteria of that argument? He no, he just he just believes that they're going to be successful and they're that they're you know that they're that talented that they're gonna they're gonna be at the top of the food chain when it comes to points in the wow. league. And for, like, for Pierre LeBrun to come out and say something so emphatic, that's yeah. He, if he hey, if he believes it, he believes it. I mean, but I like I don't I you know I don't see it. And really, the, honestly. Would you trade winning the president's trophy for winning a couple rounds in the playoffs? Sign me up because I don't think anybody, nobody cares about what this team does in the regular season, save them making the postseason. Nobody cares. It's what happens the first game or the first series of the playoffs. And if they, if they win, then, then, that cures all ills. And if they lose again, everybody's going to be screaming, you know, yeah. screaming for blood in the streets. Yeah. Well, the Leafs aren't winning a president's trophy unless Austin Matthews has another big year. JB, the big question, does Matthews even start the season? Uh, even if he doesn't look, this team just has to play. Like it's, it's got something to accomplish. doesn't matter who's on board in the end. You'll you'll need most of your your top players to be there for most of the time to accomplish anything of substance. But you know, whether Matthews starts, um, you know, game one and uh, he's a big part of it, or he sits for a week or whatever it is, the Leafs have business to take care of. Yeah, it it sounds like they're aiming for Wednesday. He there was talk about him possibly playing in the game last night. But mm -hmm. they better safe than sorry. Give him a few more days. He's been practicing. When they went up, went up to Gravenhurst uh, late last week for for uh, you know a couple days of practices and relaxation. Um, he was skating with Marner and Richie. So I think they're aiming for that. But you know, if if his wrist all of a sudden gets uh, inflamed or something, or there's not enough strength there, maybe mm -hmm. they hold him back a game or two. But I, I think they've been aiming for him starting the regular season, and I don't, I don't see any reason for there to be a deviation from that. Mm -hmm. So um, we want to uh, again welcome our newest sponsor, Anthony Taglieri at TorontoRealEstate.at. OG's converts. If you use Instagram, do us a favor, give Anthony a follow while you're there. Follow the Leafs combo, 
Instagram, that will be fired up much more than it has been over the past 10 months. I'm going to be a lot more active in social media, including on Twitter at I am Norman James. If you guys uh, want to uh, follow me, we're ramping up for a, a big season. We've gotten over the malaise. The disappointment will always be there in our hearts and in the back of our heads. But just like the Maple Leafs, we have to push forward with optimism, hoping um, that, you know, uh, we will accomplish what we're trying to accomplish uh, at the end of the day. Mike, I wanted to mention this. Mm. So a week ago, I was at the Leafs alumni game at Budweiser Gardens in London. And we're sitting there and the players are starting to come out and we're you know, I'm telling my kids, oh, that's, you know, Dan Dao, Craig Muni, who still wears the same helmet he wore when he played, that, that CCM bucket. Um, my wife asked, you know, asked me, did you mention this on the podcast? And I said, no, I, I, I didn't, mm-hmm. um, in part because we were really immersed in a different conversation. Second, I, you know, I wanted to see it for myself. And again, it was just big deal going out and watch these guys for a couple hours. I'm going to tell you right now, being out there and watching these guys play and mm-hmm. seeing the types of people in the crowd, it's it's helped me revitalize a little bit. It's helped me recharge and uh, rekindle with the organization and feel a little more optimism than I had felt uh, up to that point. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, it harkens back to when you and I were younger, when we were more pure when it comes to, and less jaded when it came to being a fan. Um, I mean, I, I know I can say I had a similar experience when the Centennial Classic happened between the Leafs and the Red Wings, and they had that uh, alumni game between Detroit and Toronto. When when Gary when Gary Roberts wanted to I think wanted to get into a fight with I think it was Chris Draper, um, but walking like it, at, you know, being a member of the media, and you know I have to sort of deviate my fandom. Uh, on a number of occasions because you have to be a professional and you can't be, but you walk into that locker room and you see Sittler, McDonald, Tiger, uh, uh, Wendell, Boris Salming, Palmateer. I mean, go down the line. I mean, it just, and you know, and I think the Leafs did a great thing that day. They sat the young guys next to these guys, like Wendell, you know, Gilmore sat with, uh, with Mitch Marner. You know, and so, it, you know, <laughs> it, it, awesome. right, exactly. And, and then, see, that's the thing. At that point, you know, I mean, I was like, okay, I'm just going to sort of, I said this, I said this to Steve Dangle because he was in the, he was in that locker room too, I think. And I was like, I just didn't want to trip over somebody's pads. I just wanted to sort of walk around, ask a question or two don't make an ass of myself because I'm mm-hmm. in like, I'm in like a, a, a world of, Oh my God. Like these are the guys I yeah. watched when I was a kid, when I was 11 years old, when the Leafs made the, the, the conference final in 78 or mm-hmm. when I was in my twenties and watched them uh, play against Gretzky in 93. It's like, these are, these are the legends. These are the guys that we, you know, you know, now it's like, okay, I'm 54 years old. I see Austin Matthews. He's a kid. He's a, extremely talented kid he's one of the best players in the nhl but you know that fandom sort of and that goes away but it's like okay he's a young kid and i don't idolize him like i idolized wendell who was my age wendell is my favorite player of all time but you know when you're seeing them on the ice it brings you back to the you know those days when those were the players that you watched and 
yeah, I, I think it revitalizes you. And I think, you know, but, but for somebody who's in their teens and twenties, they get this, they're getting to get the same feeling or they're getting the same feeling right now out of Marner and Matthews and Tavares. And then maybe in their fifties, they'll be jaded old fogies. Well, let's hope by the time they reach their fifties, they're supporting a team that's won several Stanley cups. Yes. And then, so if they're in their fifties, would we be, Oh, geez. Yeah, we have kicked the bucket before that. Before the glory is uh, finally arrived, I'll be warm uh, by that point. Yeah, Mike, what what I I was encouraged to see, and I look around and I, I kind of do my my scan of demographics in the stands. Um, there were a lot of like, teenagers, just a couple dudes from the local high school, just quietly sitting there. Um, watching what was happening on the ice and i'm like what the hell do these two kids who were in high school have to do with any of these old fogies on on the ice they, and they it's probably probably the connection. From their parents. Yeah. yeah but the connection the leaf fans wanting to see these guys and it wasn't just kids being dragged out by their parents i was really really encouraged to see it and it's not as if i believe that young people don't give a shit about uh, the leafs past because again Tucker's 46. Thomas Caberlet was out there. He's 43. Mark Frazier's had a cup of coffee with the cup of coffee with the Leafs. He's in his mid-30s. Um, it's not like these guys, you know, it's it's Johnny Bauer's ghost out on the ice. This right. is this, you know, there was a uh, an array uh, of Leafs alumni spanning three, three, four decades, right? Yeah. But just to see young fans who have more a connection to what's happening today. And uh, you know, I've only heard boomers talk about these kinds of guys on, on social media, be there yeah. and to, to, to see the excitement in their faces when they can witness, you know, Darcy Tucker hooking somebody in real time, right in front of them right. because he was, it gets it gets a little old, and I believe me, there are a number of fans that I, I uh, exchange words with uh, either on Facebook or on Twitter. He's like, "Wow, this team is not anywhere close to the team in the '60s when George Armstrong played." Okay, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> they don't. What do they know, right? It, like, what you know, pop another fifty and enjoy Thanksgiving, right? So, so you know, I mean, okay, I, I think that especially. At this offseason, Leaf, the Leaf fan base had a reason to be more jaded, more negative, more, um, you know, just down in the dumps thinking that this team – I mean, they're not even asking for them to win a Stanley Cup. They're asking for them to win a round. Well, Pierre Lebrun oh. has them to win the President's Trophy. Um, it, I hadn't even thought of the Leafs in a President's Trophy. Um, Who cares about a President's Trophy? Yeah, but, 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 but the thing is – if I don't, I don't think the Leafs are going to finish first overall in the regular season. It hasn't even entered my mind. My right. my hope is that the, they they progress and go on a run and get into the playoffs. And and you know the energy uh, hasn't fizzled out by the time Game eighty two rolls around and then they restart. I, I'm I'm just hoping that the team can ramp up at a point. But I hadn't associated this team to to come with a president's trophy in any which way, shape, or form. So LeBron bringing that up, a guy who's really uh, highly respected and knows what he's talking about, yeah. he must be seeing things from a different perspective. And we have to maybe open our eyes to to new perspectives yeah. here, Mike, because uh, that's what it's all about. I just feel really positive right now 
and maybe it's because I've come off a pretty, uh, uh, you know, uh, emotional week. We lost a, another family pet, a, a picture of him in community. Uh, if you have a pet, man, oh man, it's, it, uh, it's one thing to have them pass away on their own. It's another thing to have to force it because of an illness. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a tough one. Um, but the the Leafs have have looked good in the preseason. Uh, I, I'm I'm really excited uh, about the possibilities, and that's a big change from where I was just uh, to, to enter the summer following the disaster that was the the three game um, uh, loss. The, yeah. yeah, collapse to the Habs in that first round of the playoffs. And I know I'm not alone. Again, see guys, the the combo. Is, is cathartic. It helps us work through our issues. And then, you know, we get to a point where we're feeling really good about uh, a lot of stuff. And then the bottom drops out and <laughs> we can do it uh, over again. So oakridgeford.com, the title sponsor for the podcast, wanted to thank uh, Scott Story and Mike, uh, Mark Stevens uh, for um, their belief in the project. And, and guys, you know, we, we do put up a lot of stuff relating to uh, Fords and the, the car dealership and the car world, uh, but they're helping to pay the bills and that means a lot to us. So if you can uh, do us a favor, check out OakridgeFord.com. If you are in the Southwestern Ontario area and you're looking for a vehicle, I have tons of clients from outside of London. It's a global marketplace now. So check out oakridgeford.com. Looking for a truck, you're looking for an edge, an escape, an explorer. We still have inventory on the lot. And again, pre-owned too. We're one of the biggest pre-owned dealers in Ontario, period. So, uh, so you can uh, reach out to me directly or if you want to talk to one of my colleagues because you've had enough of me because I'm too much in this podcast, um, you you can do that too. Mike, we should probably start wrapping up. I know you have things to take care of and uh, you know I have a, a, a turkey to look at. Mm. Uh, you, you among, got, you, among other things, and maybe a couple of Michelob Ultras and, what, what and some the of things, the wine that I'm supposed to, you know, put into the into the turkey before I put it in the oven. Then I you know, put it in my mouth. And what, one and of the things I envy, one of the things I envy about Canada is that you get you get the turkey and the and the stuffing a, a full six weeks before we do. It's like you know you get you have your your Thanksgiving in early early mid October and I have to wait till late November. So it's like, I mean, I, I well, if, if the, if the board, borders were fully all, if uh, we had a buy, if we had a buy national region, the, the way that Anthony Masiello, um uh, envisioned 25 years ago before nine 11, you could have just come over here and we could have had a Thanksgiving and I could have blasted over there. We could have had a Thanksgiving and we wouldn't have had to pull out Nexus cards or, or, or vaccination slips or, you know, be shaken down for anything, Mike. Yeah. What could have been? Yes, you're dropping you're do dropping uh, Buffalo Mayor uh, references from 20 years ago. <laughs> hey, I worked in Hamilton at the time, man. I, I things were I actually awesome, baby. I actually know know him. I mean, not as a but uh, but he's a he's a big Yankee fan. You he goes in bocce ball. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a paisan. So of course, every Italian in Buffalo knows each other. Uh, okay, so just a couple of uh, shout outs here. Corey Parrish, what a great guy uh, on, on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Corey, thanks so much for all your support. Happy Thanksgiving, Norm. Don't worry, Mike. Your day is coming, my friend. Yes. I love that. Uh, Sean Robertson, howdy, boys. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just good to be with all you guys, and, and I appreciate it. It is Thanksgiving, so let's give thanks for um, 
you know, the fact that we can, we can do this, we have a team that we, we love and, and lament and loathe, but love again, um, your, your families and obviously the Leafs combo family. Um, yeah, you know, good, good days are ahead. We've had some, some rocky roads, uh, to, to navigate, uh, in a, in a it's real way and then just in a superficial way. But, uh, I'm not saying it's smooth sailing, um, to come, but, uh, you know, I think we're all on board and we're, we're ready to tackle this thing. Last word to you, Michael. Yes. Um, I, I saw a, a little note in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, comments here about the the border opening up uh knock on wood october 21st um i know i crossed into canada a couple weeks ago for the first time in 18 months i'm hoping to be able to go up for uh the uh for the opener on wednesday um you know it's right now it's what we have to do to to get back and forth but hopefully in the next little while it'll be like it always was just answering a couple questions and going back and forth and being able to go to Fort Erie and get some Chinese food. I used to be able to do that. And uh, I, now I can't do that, but I'm hoping to do that very soon. Mm-hmm. And plenty of shows to come at I am Norman James on Twitter at Mike and Buffalo on Twitter at the Leafs combo on Instagram. If you're listening to us on podcast, thank you so much. Subscribe to uh, the platform. Uh, that uh, is most favorable to you. You can also come over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Leafs combo. Subscribe to the podcast. The subscriptions are starting to go up. Mike is uh, listeners uh, are, are reacquainting themselves with uh, all of the, the, the Leafs podcasts that they typically listen to during the season. So that is nice to see. Uh, and we welcome all, all newcomers guys. We, we really appreciate it very much. Mike, I'm thinking we do a show um, between now and next Sunday as well. Maybe we can kick something off with, um, you know, a midweek show or a late week show Friday. Yeah. After Friday probably, yeah, after the first two games would make a lot of sense. Yes. The OG's conference, we hash out the schedule right here live <laughs> during the Sunday Spectacular. Okay. For Mike, I'm Norm. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Thanks for everything, guys. We'll talk to you soon.